The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. MMA, man. I'm the new contender in this middleweight division, so everybody watch out. Edmund Shabazian, ladies and gentlemen. Lionheart Smith roars again. Absolute silence as Smith gets a submission victory. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Lionheart Smith. You're funny. Hey, wait, 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 start right. Hold on. Now, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. <laughs> I spilt this right when we started. It threw me off. I feel like the you spilling coffee huh? is like your version of dedicating things to your fight homies. Come again? You know how like you would spill out, spill out like a forty Can I for tell your you, homies. Speaking about a fallen forty, you so, listen to me. This has something to do with that. What? It's so funny you said that. This is a sick story, and I only got five minutes to say it because yes, we do. got Edmund uh, Shab- Shab- Shabazian. Close. You Close. say it. Shabaznian. I just said that. Edmund Shabazian. <laughs> Shabazian, right? Yeah. So listen. He just came off that uh, ridiculous knockout of uh, Brad Tavares. That was, and Brad's a durable dude. Yes, UFC Holy 244. Shit. I got Impressive. there. I was there with the misses, but I got there late. You know, I got there you know, for the main card. Or I know I got there when Corey Anderson was taking care of business. But uh, listen, hold on for the MMA action. You were just talking about my fallen homies. Yes. Right? So tell me if this is bad. And what? Be honest, what? if this what? is morbid. My friend passed away. You remember the guy I talked about on the show? I got choked up. Whatever. But, but listen, so my, my old Muay Thai coach at my school, you know, he's teaching the Muay Thai, James Gabriel, you know him. The Angry Snowman. So there's a beautiful, like, like a little memorial of him, a picture of him. It's nice. You know, somebody made it. So then, like, the little kids, for Christmas, we they did I Miss You, Coach James, and um, they put a goodie bag up. Aw, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so listen. I, I think I know where listen, this is listen, going. Listen, listen, listen. This is the thing. There was a Snickers in there. Oh, I knew and it. Wait a minute. Wait. A Snickers. <laughs> there was a Snickers. For, oh, listen, I, I miss my friend dearly. But there was a Snickers, they said, for Coach James. And um, two Reese's peanut butter cups. So first of all, listen, I thought about it long. And I gave it. I stopped. I go, wait, listen, this is ridiculous. First of all, he's not coming back. And I miss him. I miss him. And he if would they go want back to the you show, to have... I miss I listen, I and why he was a diabetic. What are these kids trying to kill his ghost? Wow. They, I'm sorry. Wow. I miss him so much, but don't don't kids, they can't be putting Snickers bars up there and fucking expect me not to be satisfied. Wow. I gotta take care of my business. So like if it was something to appease the um, gods, there would be storms I wonder, uh, coming. I want to apologize for starting the show with that story. I liked it. But uh, it's a true story. And uh, to be totally honest, I didn't eat the Snickers bar. I didn't But you eat, eat the Reese's I, peanut butter cups. I, how about this? I walked past it. I got in my truck. I got back out of my truck. I walked back in with the intentions to act on it. So I'm not, listen, it's there to, like, an, like a guy who's an addict. It's there today. But will it be there tomorrow? I don't look to tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm right now. <laughs> I know within the next hour it'll be there. But uh, you can't be you can't be diggling the fucking 
Stuff like that. You know, because it's not going anywhere. No one's going to touch it out of respect. No. So what, it's just going to go to waste? James wouldn't want to go to waste. No, he would have wanted you to have it. So there you go. I can't wait to talk what to is, uh, what Edmund. Is, what is Halloween Shabizian. like at your house? Do you leave anything you know for what? the trick-or-treaters? No, we went. We went and uh, <laughs> I took some Skittles and uh, I tasted the rainbow and stuff like that. Nice. I don't get nutty, you know, with the... Uh, with the... Halloween with, treats. Yeah. This kid's young, Edmund. I know I'm going all over the place, but Edmund uh, Shabazian. Shabazian. I, I know it. Shabazian. He's young. He's 21 years old, Phoenix. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He's 21 years old. Well, think about our generation versus this generation yeah. where like, we had to start with a traditional martial art first and then find MMA. They can just jump right into MMA. Like, he, he's they young. Know. Macy Barber's really young. Yeah. They know how to fight the right way early on. Mixing it really, together right away. Even if you were tough and you had like some like good striking and some wrestling, like you, or, you know, you never, jiu-jitsu wasn't even around mm-hmm. until I was uh, 17, 18. As far as with able to... Discover, I discovered, right? Like be able you know to I mean? just go into a school and yeah. have it. You know? And that wasn't even around. It was one school in the whole east, two schools on the whole east coast. You know, so it was crazy. Yeah, you know. But uh, nowadays, there's uh, it's just a different world. Because I mean, you think the UFC is what twenty five? How old is how old is he? Twenty five. Twenty five years, right? Yeah. So I mean, this I mean, this kid's twenty one. So he grew up with it. It's amazing. Yep. It's a different yep. world. Well, I remember the you know? first we're time I had Jeff seen Sp- it. We're watching fucking Jeff Speakman. <laughs> I love Jeff, Spe- Jeff Speakman, the perfect weapon. <laughs> hey, he's not that yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's a nice throwback. Jiu-jitsu. How perfect the weapon could but he have been? But he did actually study jiu-jitsu after a while when I ran into him. At, yeah? Was like 10 years ago. He's like, yeah, you got to change with the times. You got to evolve. Even Chuck Norris started well, doing Chuck Norris, jiu-jitsu I mean, and stuff like that. You know, he was... Uh, he was really, or he still is, really tight with the uh, the Machado brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so know? you, and he you opened evolve. for a school and and whatnot. Oh yeah, you do. But why are you, why are you sticking up for Jeff Speakman? I have not against. Oh, him. I'm not sticking up for him. I just thought it was a dope did, moment that you I, threw you you gave a good I throwback. To, you know why? Because we didn't know know what worked, so we'd watch like movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, we should have stuck to like Bruce Lee stuff, like not the jumping stuff, but like the him taking out twenty guys, but. Like him versus Chuck Norris, they throw in an arm lock. Yeah, and this and that. he, had, you know, he knew. Yeah, he had an arm bar. He had he had MMA gloves and Enter the Dragon. If you look at him, uh, yeah. they were fingerless gloves. That's Pretty tr- cool. No, that is true. I remember watching. See how we Lethal. go right into our MMA nerd shit. Right oh, this away. is really nerdy. I remember studying uh, Mel Gibson doing a triangle and Gary Busey and Lethal Weapon. Going, look at that and doing it to my brothers. Going, mm-hmm. that now it's it's gonna make you tap because you're gonna and then we but were like one messing of the around Gracies did fight. I didn't do it right, but I was studying for it. it. Yeah. Well, Hor- that's why what I'm saying yeah. is I, I found out that um, I should have thought with this. Horion Gracie choreographed those um, fight scenes, mm-hmm. so you see some stuff like that. And that's when I was studying those. Uh, oh, we're getting uh, Edmund Shabazian. Shabazian. <laughs> Shabazian. Shabazian. Let's call the whole thing off. I might sing today. Let's have him say it because I'm I probably saying it wrong too. Phoenix. I might sing today. Matt, we should go do karaoke. What are you doing? Push ups? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, spin it. Hey! What's up, Edmund? What's up, Edwin. Yeah, Edmund's my, you know what? I, my brother in law is Edwin. Do you know my brother in law? Edwin? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? What up? What up? What up? I'm so happy to have you on here. 21 you years old. You're, what you did the other night uh, at MSG was ridiculous, man. And you did it to a very durable guy with uh, Brett Tavares. How did that feel? And especially, it was a last-minute guy. I'll change about the. I'll talk about the change in opponent in a second, but how did that feel, brother? Man, it was amazing. You know, the energy at MSG and, like, the history of that arena, just fighting there was crazy. And, um, of course, against a respectable opponent, opponent in Brett Tavares, you know, I respect him a lot. You know, I watched him actually... They said it in the commentating. I was 12 years old when he was in the UFC. So, yeah. you know, fighting a guy like that, you know, who's been in the UFC for so long uh, was incredible. But um, I felt so relaxed in there, you know, calm and collected. I knew um, he was durable. So even when I dropped him uh, with the one-two, um, I didn't rush for the finish. You know, I was picking my shots on him and, you know, it happened at the end. How old? The it, was, it was beautiful, man. How old were you in 2001? In 2001, so um, four years old. 
Holy shit. Yeah, that's great. You know, we were I'm talking fucking, about... I want to end this interview. Before, no, before, <laughs> right we, before we got... Well, I'm depressed now. Before we got you on the phone, we were talking about how like our generation usually started with a traditional martial art and then eventually had to kind of put it all together in MMA. But your generation is now starting going directly into MMA. So can you tell us a little bit how you started? Did you start with anything right away or did you just jump right into mixed martial arts? Yeah, you know, I started first with uh, karate, Shotokan karate, and but basically, you know, that was like full contact karate. Mm-hmm. So that was basically working stand up, and then slowly we started adding, you know, the no gi grappling aspect to it, and then wrestling, boxing. Like we we're competing in all the aspects of the sport growing up, and you know, I did I competed a lot in each one, so uh, I got a lot of experience from each. And then uh, once I turned like about. 18, 19, I did my first amateur, I did one amateur MMA fight and, and uh, jumped into the pros because I had, I had a lot of amateur boxing fights and I competed nationally a lot. So that that was a fair amount of experience and wrestling too. I was competing a lot. So do once you, I did my first amateur fight and I just jumped in after. Do you remember the first UFC you ever seen or no? Because you were so young, you probably grew up with it. And No, first UFC, I don't remember seeing it, but... Um, no, no, no. I think it was maybe like around the time where like Jones was fighting Shogun or something like that. Like those yeah. were like the beginnings, you know, like I started watching eight, That's nine. amazing, man. Yeah. So in 2001, when I was getting spinning back fist by Shoney Carter, he was four years old. <laughs> you know, he's running around the house or whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, 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 that's depressing. How did you but, find Edmund and Rhonda? Yeah, how did you find Edmund? Uh, Edmund and Rhonda. So Edmund's gym, you know, we started, my friend, whenever I was young, well, at 10 years old, I, I went to the gym first time. Uh, my brother and I, we had a friend who used to train there. He, he used to do karate and like my parents like were close with them. And then they just like, my my dad wanted to put us in like, you know, a sport. You know, I was a fat chubby kid too, you know. Really? Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a chunky kid. Uh, he put me in the sport to lose weight. And my brother, you know, we just did things together. So we... I had a friend, he was there and then referred us and then we just went there and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Does your brother still train or no? It froze. Yeah, he still trains. Oh. He still fights too. Oh. Um, yeah, he should be he should be fighting within the next couple of months to early next year. Now, let me ask you, at 21, when did you realize this is your path? I mean, a lot of twenty-one-year-olds are still just—they've got their license. They're out drinking and partying and clubbing. When did you realize? Yeah. Not that I judge you if you do that. When did you say, "All right, man, I'm going to be a pro. I'm going to be a professional mixed martial artist." Yada yada. Matt, um, it was actually the first jujitsu tournament we did. It was my brother and I. You know, um, our coach Edmund. You know, it was like a one-day notice thing. He called us and said, "Oh, like." will you guys be able to compete tomorrow and we're like hell yeah you know let's do it it was like a local tournament it was our first grappling tournament we were like 11 years i was 11 years old and then um i went and competed we both placed first and then i don't know we just like i don't know what they you know we're like oh my like we could do this mix it with stand-up like we just fell in love with it we're like all right we're gonna add everything to it now you know we're gonna start competing in everything and then it was it was from there i think that you know, we fell in love with it and wanted to do it as a professional for our careers. Edmund, what's really crazy is that you've kind of done all of the big stuff already. You, you know, it's almost like winning an Academy Award when it's your first mm-hmm. movie in a lot of ways because you did The Ultimate Fighter like almost a year ago, I think from today. The and Contender. Yeah, contender? The, the Contender yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. And then The Ultimate Fighter was the heavy hitters, the finale. So yeah. you you that was a split decision, right? Yeah, it was a split decision. So you, but I feel like it was, should have been a UD. What? <laughs> <laughs> why do you think they gave you a split? Like, what do you think was the reason why judges saw it that way? I don't know. Like the first one of the judges gave the other guy the first round, which I I really don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I for sure won the first two rounds. Third round could have gone the other way, but whatever, you know. Yeah, but it, it's it's kind of crazy. It's the contender series, the ultimate fighter, Madison Square Garden. And then the main goal is to eventually be the youngest, you know, UFC yeah. champion. So where do you want your schedule to kind of look like in 2020? 2020, um, you know, right now, 
that we were, I want the next fight to be top 10 guy. I want to be a top 10 guy. And then I, I know once you beat like two or three guys in the top 10, then you're like already close to title contention. So um, I'm not trying to rush anything. Smart. But of course, I want to be the youngest champion. Um, so we got to see what, what makes sense, you know, like what will get me to the title shot closer. And, you know, I want to be the youngest champion. Like, that's a goal in my mind. And what is it about that goal? Like, what? why is that important? Macy Barber says the same thing. I wonder what, why is that so important to you? I don't know. Like, first, um, my first, like, dream, of course, was to make it to the UFC. And once I got in, I'm like, I want to set my, like, I like setting, like, big goals, you know, and achieving it. So that that's just the goal in mind I had. And I'm just going to stick to it. You know, I'm motivated and hungry to achieve it. I don't know. It's just like... I have a drive for it, you know. Now, uh, your coach, you, you're working with Edmund. Uh, what's it like working with Edmund? Because you know he's gotten some he's gotten some slack in the past. Which let me remind everybody that when Ronda was doing great, nobody's saying shit. She has a yeah. couple tough fights. People, of course, they attack the trainer. Right. I got to throw that in there because I know the guy gets attacked. I met him a couple of times. Very nice guy. What's it like working with Edmund? Oh, you know, it's awesome, you know, uh, since 10 years old, I've been with him, where he's like an older brother, you know, um, just like we have a family like relationship together, you know, um, just it's amazing. The gym's like a second home to me. He's always welcoming him and his family. And yeah, you know, the cr critics always are going to yeah. talk shit, you know. But now they're kind of silencing. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. best way to do it, buddy. That's yeah. the best way. Yeah. Exactly. Putting, putting, putting people to sleep. Yep, yep. Go out there and perform, and they won't talk that shit. <laughs> I, and you got one of the coolest managers in the game, too, Ronda Rousey yeah. being your manager. And, and there's not a lot of female managers in the game, too. So I wonder, what's her managing style like? You know, she has so much experience inside and outside the cage. What kind of knowledge does she impress upon you? No, she, all types. You know, she's, she's just an amazing individual. I've known her from a young age, so having a person like her manage me, you know, it's 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 amazing. Someone you can trust really well, and I don't know, it's it's cool, you know, having a legend like her. And every time she comes by, you know, she leaves positive energy. Anytime I talk to her, it's like a lot of positive energy left behind. So um, I'm just blessed. Do you think people have like misconception about what her personality or behavior is like outside of the cage? Yeah. When you're close with her, like you, you see it more, and yeah, there's a big misconception for sure. Let me throw in that I love her husband, Travis. Yeah. I'm always hugging that guy when I see him. <laughs> I don't even know him that well, but we we get along very well. So every time I see him, I'm just ah, he's a great guy. He might look he like is. a fucking Viking or something. I've been watching Vikings. <laughs> he does. I, I, I can't yeah, talk enough about that show. But he looks like he could be on that show, you know. But he's a nice, <laughs> nice guy, right? Sure. Isn't he a sweetheart of a guy? He is, big yeah. time, big time sweetheart. What else we got? Well, I'm curious, you know, you just moved up into the top 10 yourself. So if you look at your division, is there anything that seems like an, the next logical choice for you? Yeah, kid, call somebody out. Stir some <laughs> shit call up. No, no, it's all right. Well, at least look no, at I'm not putting you, I'm not putting you uh, the hotlights <laughs> on. <laughs> um, man, there's a lot of interesting fights there that I would love to to do, you know. Um, so many stack guys. I, I honestly feel like... I could call out the whole top 10 division. <laughs> you don't so, have a mark on you, do you? You fought like a week ago. Do you, do you have any yeah, injuries? A week. No, 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 no injury. I, it was like my hands were hurting a little bit. That's you know? what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> if you got to walk out of that cage, what's wrong? Your, your, your liver? No, no, my hand, my knuckles. My knuckles hurt from laying into this guy. Jesus. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you do. Listen, you and your coach, Edmund, are doing something right, obviously. So, big you, props. If you're ever in New York, we want you in studio, my man. Bring Edmund. Let's do it. Let's Tell him it. I said hello. Tell uh, Ronda, Travis. And I can't wait to see what's next for you, buddy. For sure. Thank you so hey, much, man. man. Thank it. you. All right, man. You. All our best, bro. Right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a sweet kid. Better, better, not great. What happened? You know what it is? I like when I say goodbye for it to be like Star Trek. Like, bloop. Oh. Maddie, look, Maddie, Maddie Maddie fumbles. Look, look, Maddie fumbles. Look, he's over here like this. Look. He's like, he's like trying to fucking find the button. You didn't to press, get. To, to exit out. So I say goodbye. I look at you. I'm like this. And I see fucking Max Hedrum looking at me. I see a big face. It's, un- it's uncomfortable. And Max Hedrum. It's not the kid. No, no one gets that. Not Nobody. Fucking, just any, me. Anybody over fuck anybody over 35 gets that shit. We, he, didn't, anyway. he didn't call anyone out, though. We didn't give him a chance to well, call listen, anyone out. I think we got to know him a little bit. That kid's, kid's going to end up on a weedy box all smiling. Well, he's the middleweight division. Dude, I if you would have said, look, this is the guy that murked the guy the other day, and he's on there all smiling, clean cut. That's, that kid's got a bright future. I like him. There's a lot of possibilities there right now. Yeah? Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. Like possibilities? Like the What Ifs upcoming series on the Disney app? Oh nerd. my god! You're Did you get it nerd. yet? You're Did you nerd. get it yet? You're I am a nerd. nerd. I'm I a am. nerd too. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, nerd, yes. You knew I was gonna. Yes, I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a 45 year old man. I know, and I'm god right damn. there with you. That's how we became friends, Matt. Oh man, I had to do something. You know what it is? I had to like you, my life's about balance, so like I've been playing too much of my VR lately, and I don't want it to turn off my wife. You don't want to wound up being like lawnmower man. You don't remember that movie? What I look like? Picture this thing in front of my face. Picture me, and I'm fucking playing my game, and I got the gun. So each controller is like a gun. So I'm like this. So my wife sees me, and I sit on a chair. So I'm like this. Uh huh. And then I get off, and I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm sniping, so I hold my breath. And I fucking snipe. And this is what this is what she sees. So, you know, we, we got to sleep with each other. Yeah. We have to keep it freaky. So, you know, I'm married for 12 years. So I don't want to, to lose. So I got to do some manly shit. So, yeah, start building a shelf so or I, something. So I, no, I'm not, I'm not handy like that. <laughs> but she knows I'm a fucking, she knows I'm a fucking killer. Right. So, but anyway, so what I did is I cleaned out my closet to balance things out. Because I'll tell you, the Kimura, am I, do you hear me? I hear you well. Hey, hello? Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, my, my ear was clogged. The fucking Kamora Savage was wrecking havoc, murking fools. What was the game? And, uh, in the, what? What's the game that you're playing? What? That you're murking what people? What are you pointing at? The fuck you... Oh, oh Jim? Jimmy! Jim's calling. I forgot in. Jimmy's calling. <laughs> I forgot that my Yay. little oh my little bird. Sky music. Go ahead. People can't see us, but we're dancing. Jimmy! Oh, my little Jimmy bird! Where'd you fly off to and leave poor hey, Phoenix I, with me? I am in um, oh, Los Angeles. I'm coming home. Oh, a few hours. I made it back in time for, for so today's you're, show. So you're in Los Angeles. So it's early. It's like nine, nine-ish. I woke up early. Yeah, I have to tape something today, but I just yeah. I got up so I could call it. Yeah, Matt, now they told me that you were just talking about video games and how your wife is not happy. That just makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I, I got don't, a full I, demonstration. I, well, I, this is what and I and a reenactment. I, this is what I don't want. I don't want her to get unattracted because I mean, it does, it's not very attractive. I mean, it's kind of nerdy. Jim, Jim. Yeah, we all do unattractive yeah, things. Like you know, I'm to turn her off. I won't turn her off to you. Oh, she knows your child. No, I'm a damn. I, listen, I'm Kamora Savage. Wait, you ever got to see me in the fucking earmuffs? Earmuffs, please. I used to be a coxman. I take care of business. I take care of business in the bedroom. I'll pop. By I'll snort way. a blue chew. I'll chop it up. I'll fucking snort it. I won't. I won't snort a blue chew. By the way, <laughs> Jimmy, this, is this the ain't best. making it. Here's how Phoenix covered her ears. 
she put them over her headphones, <laughs> but the headphones were still in. That was, Phoenix, not only did you not cover your ears, you made this, I, you made it I, sound clear. I compressed it. I think it was so you heard everything I said. Yeah, now of I'm, course now I did. I'm, now I'm embarrassed. Of course I did. But uh, she no, knows. No, me. No. Listen, she's like my sister, which is grossed out yeah. anyway. She hears it. But listen, everybody knows. Enough about me attacking and pleasing my wife. I just don't want to turn off when she sees me like uh, like this. Jimmy, Jimmy, I got my fucking thing on. I'm fucking walking around. She sees this. That's what she sees. And then later on, I got to attack her. I don't want her to think about that. I got to I gotta slip in the old uh, Hall of Fame speech. Me knocking like out fucking Frank Triggs punk ass. When you, when you fart in a relationship, you don't want the person associating that with you because they're not going to find it sex. That's kind of how it is with oh, something like yeah. video. We joke around about it all the time. We've both let him slip, my boyfriend and I. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I And, yeah. Yep. He C- does it in yourself. his sleep and wakes <laughs> no, himself up, which is hilarious. Oh, does he? Yeah. I found it funny. Who's I still love him. What's that? Oh, well, well, mine are, are silent but deadly, so they're worse. Uh-huh. That's that's a, that's that. Thanks for the warning. Me, I'll tell you, I, my to my wife's credit. I love how I share so much I, well, we, on you, UFC unfiltered. Come on, man, this is unfiltered. Well, Let me tell you something. I, my wife, I you know, I've seen kids come out of her. So what can I say? But it doesn't change me. That's love. Because I'm a fucking animal. I have a good time with my wife. I'm glad to hear people that. Say, sometimes there's like a picture of me, wife, my wife's away. People are like I have a good time with my wife, Jimmy. They write that on the fucking thing. <laughs> It's so weird. I saw Uriah uh, Uriah Hall and I, at the MSG the other day, and he was in here with us hanging out. And I introduced him to my wife. And hey, oh, this is my wife. And he goes, oh, oh, you, oh, I heard he's attacking you lately. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, <laughs> Uriah? <laughs> That's podcast talk. She doesn't listen. Anyway, hey, did you Anthony Smith calling today? Yeah, he's he calling is. in a little bit. What do you want? What's going on with him? Oh, he, he <laughs> didn't call in yet. Well, well yet. Corey Anderson is saying that he has to wait, and Anthony, I think, wants to fight Corey. I'm kind of curious as to who he wants to fight next. I was hoping he had called in already. And what I, what's very interesting is that, I mean, Anthony Smith is a very nice, likable guy. Well, yeah, sure. A lot of guys have they get beef with him. I, I feel they like, get beef with him. I, I feel like it's like you want to put yourself in the position to fight Anthony Smith, especially since he's coming off that last win. It it, it looks kind of good for you, whatever position you're in. So where's Corey right now? He's number five, right? Huh? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's five. Smith is three. Let me see his last, let me see his last few fights. DC's not hanging way, out at light heavy right now. No, he Jones did. is matching up he, with, he, with Reyes. So it just makes sense, those two. Are you done, sis? No, listen, he did take out fucking... We're all talking over each other. What would you say, Jimmy? (laughs) I was just saying, Anthony Smith is a nice guy. Yeah. But he's a nice guy on our side of it. You know, being people who just interview him. Mm -hmm. um, You know, if you're somebody who wants what he has, he's probably unpleasant. That's why he has beef with all these guys. uh, Because they want what he has. Sure. Listen... They want all the smoke, but listen, he took uh, he took out Alexander Gustafson, and that's no fucking uh, small task. Yeah, submission. You know what I mean? What submission? It was a submission, wasn't it? Come again? I, it was a I while know, ago. It was. But... It was. I'm fucking around. Oh, okay. It was a real naked choke. I missed my Jimmy Bird. Listen, what are you doing? You're doing a, an act out there. What's going on? Yeah, and no, I'm. Uh, I do. I have to do an interview for this thing today. I'm. I'm. I'm taping something in about three hours. He's so mysterious. So I'm here. I came from North Carolina. Why are you so mysterious? You're like a maybe you're like a you live a double life secret agent. You never tell me what you're doing, find- and then I find out you're in the Irishman, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Because you're not allowed it's, to honestly, say, this right? Is just an interview. What? It's just it's an interview for my friend's show. Um, I'm not even sure where it airs. Like I don't pay attention. I just go. They ask me if I want to do something. I'm like sure, and I show up, and then they tell me the details. I should probably know better. My I, career would be a lot better than it is. I just kind of show up and take the free flight. Jimmy, we're so much alike like that. Like we did that that last episode. We went to Hawaii for the looking for a fight type of thing, and people are like, "Yo, what part of Hawaii you go?" I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you I was. Ah, it was water and fucking. Hula skirts, I don't know. We had a good time, though. It's just, it's just fun to go anywhere when they want you bad enough to fly you. Yeah, I just hate the gig because, like, hey, if they like me enough to put me on a plane, I'm going to show up. That's what's man, like that's the nice. weird, the worst place you've ever been to. Well, what do you mean? I mean uh, you know, Alabama is okay. I wouldn't say I was a huge fan because there wasn't a lot to do outside yeah. the gig. Jimmy, Cincinnati. 
You know what, Cincinnati. Really, Jimmy? Can I say something when you said Alabama? Because I worry about your safety because you don't let me teach you jujitsu. I don't want you walking around the woods over in Alabama. I can see you getting Ned Batied real quick. Yeah, I mean, squeal for me, Jimmy. Imagine I'm like a hillbilly, and you're going, and you're trying to go over the vlogs, and you're looking over your shoulder for me, and you see this. Ned Beatty, because those guys had guns. That would not have helped Ned Beatty. First of all, just been a guy thank squealing. God, thank God for Burt Reynolds with his fucking longbow. <laughs> fucking, did you see the movie? True. Nope. All right. Anyway, people, let's move on. I know fucking Doogie Howser didn't see it. Uh, Jimmy? I gotta stop quoting movies with Ned Beatty in it, because God knows... And nobody's seen know. it. We just interviewed, uh, you know, Ed, Edmund, and the, the kid is. Uh, he's twenty one. He's going to be twenty two in like two weeks, and he's just. Uh, he's... I gotta stay relevant. I gotta stay with the times, man. No, not at all. That's good. We should. You should do another Ned Beatty movie, Network. That was a great one from seventy six. Throw that no, into the Anthony Smith interview. You, you, you threw us all out. We nobody knows Network. Longo right now is gonna go. Oh, I love it. Network. Yeah, I'm sure he knows. And by the way, did your did you see that? Is it out yet? The uh, the Irishman or no? It's uh, you know it's funny. It's on. Um, it's be it's in the theaters now, and then it comes on uh, Netflix the twenty seventh. It's a very limited release in theaters. Is, did your? I just want to know. Did your scenes make it in? I just want to know. Uh, could oh, you, you know how you weren't one sure. One scene made it in. Once it did. Yeah, it made it in. Yeah. Great, great. He's in a Martin. The fuck did I do? Ah, forget it now. He he was about to. I can't hear the button. Oh yeah, okay. Well, he was about to—he was about it. to oh. give you an applause. I was going to give you. It's, it's, listen, oh, okay. the, the ship has sailed. The ship. No, I was. Yeah, no, in my mind, I was. I was. I was. I was clapping, and it wasn't a By slow way, clap. And you can't hear the buttons when you when you hit the buttons. All you see when you're skyping in is me or you hitting the button, but you don't hear them. There's no way to hear them <laughs> here. So I don't know what you should I cough and say asshole so that somebody gets a hint. Hey. <laughs> Did Nobody, you, you guys aren't assholes. Did you watch Fight Night Moscow, Jimmy? Were you able to I, I watch did, it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Don't fuck with it, Doogie. We're good. I didn't realize that Zabit and uh, Calvin Cater had been a co-main before. That kind of explains why Zabit didn't want to go not five, but ah, uh, right. he didn't train around camp. Even though I still think he should have done it. Dude, yeah, but he man. had staph infection, so I guess he didn't want to do the full three. And well, then, you know, then, you kind of saw him kind of losing steam in three. Should it be a main event then? I'm not being a dick. Main of every main event's five rounds. Yes, yes. Let's agree yeah. on that. Yeah, but link of the timing, the illness, and the fact that it's in Russia and it's him. He's and in him, Russia, but you know he, was gonna, I mean? he was going to fight. Calvin Cato was up for it. I had dude in Boston. I, yeah, I, in his hometown. So he goes. And how about Calvin Cato saying, "All right, I'll if I'm going uh, from my own uh, hometown, my own Boston crowd behind me to your I'll home crowd. I'll be like Rocky for I'll go to fucking Moscow." I'll fight over there in front of all your crowd. I'll do it for five rounds. No, you want three? All right. And I'll tell you right now how without a went. It's a weird situation right now because the beat. If if you if that ended in the second round or something landed, you'd be like, "Yo, this guy's fucking. Look at this. Yeah. Look how great he is. Well, because no, it's fourteen straight wins right now. But the I'm thinking yeah. three fights, yeah. three fights in a row. In a row. Let me think. In a row. Three fights I could think of where he's. That third round, something's going on here. He's not. He's losing the third round, or the other guy's in that fight. You know, little Kyle Bochniak. I'm why I always kill his name. Yeah. I said his name right. Bochniak, right? I, yeah. I love that guy. He's a ballsy little motherfucker, Kyle. Very, very good. Now, fighter. He was outgunned a little bit. He was outgunned in that fight, but he but nobody told him. He was going after him to the bell ended, and 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 like breaking him down. How about that one? Win another two rounds. I get it because it's a shame because you know. Cater started getting Zabit's rhythm and timing a little bit towards that third round, but it's, it's he took him down. He was getting beat up from on top. Yeah, but and I like Zabit. I don't want to say it. he's with my buddy Ricardo Almeida and and Mark Henry and them. I don't. I'm not trying to attack him, mm -hmm. but I, you got to call it how you see it. If that went five rounds, what's going on? Calvin looked like he could do a marathon. Zabit hardly got through yeah. that post fight speech. I mean, he had staff infection though. That's why he yeah. he got out. You of see the... Kevin Lee's chest the other day. Ooh. What the fuck? Did that, what happened after that? What did he say it was though? I, I don't. Remember. I don't even know. I, just, I was second row when I saw it. I winked at me. Wait again. <laughs> the fucking the staff. The staff winked at me. He doesn't Wait, hear it. There's boo going on right now. You don't hear it. Staff infection. 
he had another staph infection? I don't know. I don't think. I think the jury's out on that one. But I was second row, and I've seen staph a million times. And if I was a betting man, I I think it was, which would be even more impressive. The fact that uh, what he did to Gregor. Yeah, was it, that was crazy. Was it the same place he had it against Ferguson? I don't know. I saw it on his chest. I mean, I seen it. You know? I think that's where he had it against Tony Ferguson, right. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Man, I don't know, Jimmy. I just know I'm having a good time. Jimmy, when you're on the road, what I find myself doing, uh, I don't even put on the TV, man. I just look, look at my iPad and watch Netflix and, and maybe my DC app, soon to be Disney app. I know, Matt. Uh, what do you do? A Netflix docu- I'm into a Netflix documentary about Treblinka. Ivan the Terrible, uh, John Demianyuk. I recommend it highly. It's called oh, that's The Devil cool. Next Door. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I put that on my queue. What's it about? That. It's, it's, a, it's a murdering thing? Or? No, no, no. It's about an American auto worker. It's a, it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, believed to be Ivan the Terrible in the Nazi death camps. Oh. So they brought him to Israel and put him on trial in the 80s. Oh, well, oh wait, wait. Now, I'm not going to ask, was he? Was he really the guy? Or? Oh, wait, don't give it away. Well, I got to I mean, watch I, it. Say that just watch it. It's a very, very compelling documentary. It's really yeah. great. Are you gonna watch yeah. the first? That is uh, that's that sounds amazing. Are you gonna watch on the new Disney app coming out on November 12th? I have, I have no horse in this race, but I like the promotion I like. The Mandalorian, the first ever live action TV series of Star Wars. No, my I think wait, is Bill Burr in that? Is yes. Bill Burr is yes. your good it. friend, Bill Burr is in it. You're not going to support your Just friend? Bill, I would watch it. I love Bill, so I would watch it. Yeah. I don't care about Star Wars, but I love Bill. So for him, I would watch it just to see him doing it. Gina Carano is also in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So is... Um, Carl Weathers. Carl... Oh, my God. Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. Is he really? Carl yeah. Weathers is one of the best freaking... That guy is great in everything. And I don't think he was used enough. I think he should be in more shit. I'm looking forward to him running that Bounty Hunter Guild... Of assassins that, uh, I don't know. It's gonna be good, Jimmy. By the way, I'm watching Succession on HBO. Uh, what is it's that? okay. It's, it's, everyone loves it. It's okay. I think it's a little overrated. Um, I, I'm not in love with it. Did you see me on it? I'm on Wait, it. Who are you in it? I was just one of Wait, the reporters where she, she says, what, I look what? tired and I'm sleeping on my face. <laughs> it's in like one what of the that? first episodes. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, no. no. That. Yeah, I was in it. I was in it. Look at now, that. Were you recurring- what? Were you hoping for a recurring role? Um, I don't know. Re- it was just like I came in for the day. I had a pretty good one for the day. And then they did something where, I don't know, if someone was supposed to die and they did it and they rewrote it. So they cut like a big scene that we were in reporting on somebody's death. But they kept the part Uh-oh. with me sleeping on my face. I hope you <laughs> get you residuals. Love actor that is. How lucky that actor got! Like there was a big fucking death scene, yeah. and they're like, you know what? You're not dead. We're Let's keeping keep you. Like, what? Some just missed getting cut off the series. Yeah. I'd love to know who that was. Yeah, me too. Wow. I, know, I haven't watched the show. I just I just auditioned, got the role. You guys went audition on set. a lot for shit. I try to. What about you, know? you, Jimmy? I do it. I mean, like the auditioning. I stink at auditioning. Like I'm just never fucking good. My eyes are open too wide. I'm stiff. Like I hate auditioning, but I will do it if it's something I like. The, the, the if I like the part, I'll audition. What's like but an I, ideal I, I, movie I role for you, Jimmy? Like what will like be like? Oh man, I'd love to be in this movie. One where I don't have to talk and they just want somebody who blinks a lot. That's a perfect movie <laughs> role for me. <laughs> I can't wait to see you as Don Rickles, man. I can't wait to see that. It's, it's, I, I look a little like him. I mean, it's again, it's uh, it's very short. Like it, you know, it was just part of a nightclub scene. I'm, I'm so happy I'm in it, though. That's that's all. I, I'm just happy I'm and in you it. You haven't seen the movie yet, though, have you? Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the premiere. Oh, What's the name in the movie where the, you play Don Rickles? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the Irishman. Oh, that's where Martin you play Scorsese, Don Rickles, man. That's dope. You it's know, very small part. It's a very small part. But it's still, so, it's I still. Tell it's still a big deal, Jimmy. And I love whatever you're doing with Keith Robertson and um, and Will Sylvince. I just saw a couple clips of it where you guys are on that cop show. Oh, God. That, that was taped like five years ago. Colin Quinn's cop show is really oh, funny. It's funny. And he put it on like Instagram. 
it's really funny. It's a mockery of police procedurals. Yeah. And uh, they're all like eight minute episodes. And Colin uh, is just putting them up on Instagram. He got Seinfeld to do it. Chris Rock did it. Everybody's Steve in it. It's so like funny. Yeah. I didn't see you in it, though, yet. I got to see it. That's fucking funny. It's pretty funny. I was in three different ones. It's really, really funny. So now he's just posting them, hoping that people will watch it. And it's it's really good. So I'm glad you like it. Fierce. No, Thank I did. You. I did like it a lot. I, I'm going to go on. It's on Colin Quinn's Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's where watch I watch that. it. All right. That's awesome. What else, Jimmy? Well, I think we should ask. Do you think Zabit gets the title shot after this? Do you think he's earned it or deserved it, even though it wasn't a five rounder? What do you think? It wasn't a five rounder. And again, it was a fairly close five. I think he definitely won, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Calvin Cater looked good. Um, what's his rank right now, Zabit? Oh, uh, well, he's definitely moved up. Let me check. Let me look. Zabit's me moving look on it. up! In the ranks! I'm sorry. Who's ahead Jimmy. of him on the list? All right, let's oh, look at let's look Jimmy, at Bantamweight. I like when you ignore I know me people, just like you I, were here. I know people are busy, right? Because <laughs> I feel like Jimmy's right here because he's the same so thing. Max is fighting Volkanovski. That's one and two. Yes. Ortega and yeah. Korean Zombie. That's happening December 21st, right? Frankie's four, but he's probably moving down. So Zabit is number five right now. So yeah, depending he, what. Tega and the Korean zombie. I mean, why would he jump? I think that when is Ortega fighting uh, the Korean zombie? The, I think it's December? the 21st. Yeah. Yeah, December. It's a fight night, December 21st. What? Blockowitz versus Jacare? Did you bring that up? We didn't no, talk I about think that you yet. Have to let that play out. Hey. Uh, uh, Zombie against Brian Ortega. That has to play out first. Jimmy. And I think if one of those guys wins, or, or if Ortega wins decisively, maybe he gets uh, a shot. Hey, Jimmy, I want to talk to you all yes. freaking day because I miss you so much and uh, you're such a good friend. But I look over the corner, I see Matt like this. Look. So either he's yeah, fucking losing either, his mind or he's saying, wrap it up. I bre- I I'm like Deadpool. I break down the fourth wall like a motherfucker. All right, well, listen. Like I, a mother effer. Phoenix. I don't want to be forgotten. You, you're not right. forgotten. I'll see you on Wednesday. Jimmy, I'm going to see you Wednesday. Stay flight, Jimmy. Later. Bye, Jimmy. Miss you, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, Lionheart? Mr. Sarah in Phoenix. Hey, what's up, Anthony? Hey, How are man. You guys? You're still young as shit. I'm reading 31 years old. 31. You're young, man. And you started really early, though. You were like, how old were you when you started? Like 18, 19, you told me, or no? My first amateur my first amateur fight, I was 17. Oh, that's what it was, 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do, how does your body feel, man? There's some 31-year-olds walking around like they're um, 45, and there's other guys like a lot younger. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't seem to be banged up. How's your body holding you know, up? It's not bad. You know, I'm... Obviously, I'm having problems with my hands a little bit. You know, I think just, you know, you've been, you bounce them off of skulls long enough and you're going to start having issues. But um, for the most part, I'm good, man. Well, that's what you want to hear. When, so how you feeling? Like I said before with the kid, Edmund. Yeah. You know, if, so you want to hear what's hurting on you. you my knuckles from beating people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, what is hand rehab like, though? Because Masvidal has had some hand issues, I think. I think Wonder Boy just said he's having some hand issues. It just seems like it's going around right now. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know why why it seems like that. It does seem like there's a lot of big name guys that are having having problems with their hands. Uh, as far as rehab goes, it's a lot of just movement stuff. You know, once you get it 
operated on so many times that all the scar tissue builds up and then mm -hmm. your ligaments start to get, you know, get covered in that scar tissue and then you have a hard time closing them. Okay. Uh, so that's the problem I was having. Uh, so what but, do they make you do? You like know, kind of play with Play-Doh and stuff like that? Use your fingers and your dexterity? You no, know, it's, it's a lot of breaking through the scar tissue. It's a really painful process. Mm -hmm. You know, you just go to physical therapy and you have some crazy ass old lady just <laughs> crunching your hands closed. You know, it's, it's really, really bad. You know what I love is that you know, in your last three fights, you had that, you know, you had the battle with uh with John Jones, of course. But besides that, with both Vulcan and with Alexander, I mean, both by rear naked choke. I mean, I remember a while ago when you were on this show, we were talking about your jujitsu and you're saying, oh, man, I, I can't wait to uh, to show it, to show everyone, you know, how skilled I am down there. How does it, since that, I mean, I got to see when that was, that episode, but that was ages ago. Since then, you had these fights. How does it feel to show how well-rounded you are? I like it, man. I, I you know, me and my jiu-jitsu coach talked a lot about wanting to implement more of my ground game into my fight style. But I think, I think part of my career, at least at the beginning of like this last UFC run I've had, was a lot about trying to prove to people who I am, like as a person, how exciting I can be. And now that I've done that, uh, you know, my jiu-jitsu coach talked a lot about extending my career because even though I am young, I do have a lot of fights and I got a lot of miles. Uh, I think at some point you have to start being smart uh, and just and just go where you go where you're smart. You know, and and my jiu-jitsu has always been the best part of my game. Uh, you know, I've never I've never claimed to be a striker. You know, that's kind of everyone else putting that on me. That's never been anything I've ever said. So, you know, I I'm glad that I was able to show that wrinkle uh, in my game, but. I think more so I'm glad that I'm, 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 I'm fighting smarter is what it comes down to. You know, like it would have been real easy for me just to back out of that clinch situation with Alex and get back to banging. But that's just, that's not the smart play. You know, Alexander Gustafson is a monster on his feet. So, mm -hmm. you know, once I had a hold of him, at least I was able to slow my brain down enough and say, all right, you fucking idiot. Let's just take this dude down and do what we do best. Now, did you see... Now, you got a, a documented beef with Corey Anderson. And it's funny because you're talking about you got to show people who you are. I was just telling Phoenix, I mean, we get along real great. You're a really good guy, Lionheart. I mean, there's nothing really not to like. He's a he's not like a, a, like a Colby Covington or he's not being a douchebag. So it's like for people that have a beef with you, I find it. Again, you guys both want the right thing. But your thing with Corey Anderson, did you see his last fight or no? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? And then... What's going on between you guys? I heard there was something recently. Honestly, the beef with me and Corey started a long time ago. When uh, the UFC came to Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, I had just fought. Oh, shit, I don't even remember. I just fought, and, and I was trying to get a quick turnaround. Was, I wanted to fight. You know, that arena is 30 miles from my house. So I really wanted to fight close to home. So I was trying to fight anybody. It didn't matter who it was, anybody. And they said Corey Anderson didn't have a, didn't have a fight. He, he wasn't booked. I think he fought so Josh said, right, Near. No, this was, it was after I was already back in the UFC. Okay. So Josh, it was Josh the same. Near, he's a lighter weight class. That dude. was like Nebraska though. 2016. Yeah. 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 And then after that was uh, Leonardo Augusto. Been, maybe I fought Rashad. I think I fought Rashad. It was my first 205 fight. Okay. So, okay. Then the UFC came to Lincoln, and I was trying to get a quick turnaround and get on there. So then they, they asked if I would fight Corey Anderson, and I said, yeah. So they took it to Corey. He turned it down, and his, his response was that, uh, that I was a nobody and that, like, I wasn't good enough for him. So Now, oh, was that okay. his, now is that what they told you, or you heard him say, nah, he's a nobody? Yeah. No, nah, he tweeted it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so it was his, Twitter. his words then. Yeah. That's it's always rough with that. And that was his response. Uh -huh. So then, you know, fast forward two weeks, uh, the uh, the Shogun Shogun offer. Mm -hmm. I took that on like eight days notice, like two weeks later. So uh, I go there, I, sh I take the fight, and then Glover Teixeira lost his opponent. So guess who takes that fight? Corey Anderson. Mm -hmm. So now we're on the same card. I'm the main event, and he's you know, like two fights below me. And that was, there was just a real uncomfortable situation there. And ever since then, he's just talked mad trash about me that I'm just some, I'm, I'm a blown up middleweight and, and you know, he's this real 205. It's just a bunch of trash yeah. talking. Yeah. It seems like it came out of nowhere. I mean, I was just looking and that's, I thought it was much longer ago, but it's only yeah, been it's like not. a year. It's actually a year yeah. ago. So a year of back and forth. I just, don't, I just don't get his problem. I just don't get his issue. Like, yeah. 
I, I understand like on, like as a whole, I get why he's upset. Like he's been working his entire career at 205, trying to get to a title shot. And then guys like me and Tiago, you know, Tiago Santos, we come up for middleweight. Both of us have three fights and then fight for a title. Like, yeah. I'm sure that that pisses him off, but that's his, that's his fault. That's yeah. not our fault. You know, like I, so I understand why he would be upset about that. I just don't know why it's directed uh, at us. Like, you know, I said it on my, on my Sirius XM show, like do it, if you see someone doing something and they're getting what you want, then maybe the way you're doing it isn't necessarily right. Like maybe you take pieces of what we're doing and implement it into your own game. And, and his fight with Johnny Walker, if he did that continuously, he wouldn't have to keep begging for a title shot. Other people will do it for you. That's what it comes down to. What he said right there. That's exactly, uh, not exactly, but that's what Dana was getting across. I feel when he said, don't tell us what you're worth. Show us. And that's what Anthony just said right there. If, let's say, Corey has two more fights the way he had with Johnny Walker, what do you, th- people are going to be demanding him fighting for the title. Sure. So, yeah. I understand, like, you, if you have more exciting fights, like he said, some people move a little quicker. I, I, can, I can relate with that. You know what I mean? It is entertainment at the end of the day, you know? Well, and, and you have to realize that. And that, I know there's a lot of hardcores that, that are just so pissed off that it, it's it's got to be black and white it's got to be about the numbers and and if Corey wants to break it down like that then you're gonna have to just accept the fact that it's gonna take you longer than it's gonna take someone like me as i go in there and i and if i have to i'll go out on my shield and that's yeah. not something that i try to do that's just who i am and if who he is is the guy that wants to take the the you know the slow monotonous boring route mm-hmm. That's just his yeah. style. That's how he fights. And and I know that he said several times that, you know, he tried to be exciting a couple of times and it got knocked out. Like, yeah. I think he puts a whole lot of weight into that. It's like he's he's got knockout PTSD or something. It, like, <laughs> you got to let that shit go and just and realize that, like, this is the entertainment era of our sport. Like, if you're not entertaining, no one gives a shit. So, yeah. you know, that's just how it goes. And, and, you know, I get it. I get why he's upset. I just think it's directed at the wrong person. Now, what's now what obviously everybody wants to fight for title but is that a fight you'd be interested in with Corey or yeah you- well uh, you know I, I tried to break it down when it when he was talking about wanting a title fight like yeah you just got to fight the next guy and and that's how I got my title shot I, yeah. I fought Rashad and then they wanted me to fight Shogun so I fought Shogun on 11 days notice who wants to do that yeah nobody yeah you got to do what you have to do to get where you where you want to be and then so that's what I did I got that win and then I wanted to know what I needed to do to get a title shot. And they said Volkanos to me. Like, that was the number two guy. All right, yeah. cool. That's who I'll fight. And then I fought John. And then, like, who wants to have a quick turnaround after a five-round battle with John Jones and then, you know, two months later go and fight Alexander Gustafson? Nobody. Nobody wants to do that. But you got to fight the next guy. That's, yeah. that's how, right. what you have to do. And Corey Anderson is the next guy for me. It goes, Tiago Santos, he's out. Then it's, you know, it's John, Tiago, Daniel's not coming back ever, right? And Probably then it's not. me, and then it's Corey. After after that is Ray, or after me is Reyes, then Corey. Like Reyes is probably going to fight for the title, so why waste my time trying to fight someone who's probably going to fight for the title? So Corey's the next guy. He thinks I'm picking on him, and I'm not. Uh, I, it, you're just the next available highest ranked guy. So Corey's thing is he just kind of he wants to like wait for the title. Like he was telling us the other day, that's pretty much what he wants to do is wait for the title. But that'd uh, be a long wait, though. It might be a long wait. What do you think of uh, what do you think of the matchup with John Jones and Dominic Reyes? What do you think of that? Um, you know, I know John looked at uh, you know, he put that tweet out that said that he watched tape on both guys and and decided that they wanted to fight Dominic Reyes because he's the the more dangerous opponent. Mm-hmm. I honestly think John probably chose the easier opponent. Uh, between Corey Anderson and Dominic Reyes. I think that uh, Reyes is absolutely more dangerous as far as his, you know, his explosiveness and his size and, and his length. You know, I think he may give John some problems on his, you know, on his feet a little bit yeah. and John will have to dodge some bullets. But, you know, I mean, look at, you know, look at everybody that John's beat. Like, they're kind of, they're one-dimensional, and that's what John wants, you know? Yeah. Like, we've seen in the Vulcan Ozdemir fight that Dominic Reyes isn't necessarily dominant on the ground, and his takedown defense isn't that great. Even though he was able to stuff some of Weidman's, you know, I, there, I think he, he got did back have up. some yeah. – yeah, yeah, he did have some improvements there, but 
uh, Volkan Ozdemir took him down several times, and John Jones is a is a much better wrestler than Volkan Ozdemir. That's for sure. I think Corey's more well rounded. You know, he's he's got some some. You know, he's got fundamental boxing. You know, his his kicking game isn't super high level, but he 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 put he keeps his hands in the right spot. You know, he moves his head well. Like his wrestling is good. His takedown defense is really good. His top pressure is good. His cardio is phenomenal. Like. Corey presents a lot more problems uh, than, than Dominic Reyes does. So I do think John picked the easier fight. I mean, you're only as good as your last fight. And your last fight was awesome. And obviously, Corey's the other day was awesome. And the one thing mm-hmm. I know, so I would love to see this fight, personally. I would. Especially if the Corey's last one, because... Uh, like I said, I got to MSG during that fight. So I was going to my seats and they have to stop you before you get to the last part. So I was literally like facing the cage and that's exactly when Corey was laying in to to Johnny. And it wasn't with the intention. Sometimes uh, Corey throws some strikes with just the intention for you to react to get that clinch. He was laying into him. Like he was looking to take his head off. So... You know, that's how you fight anyway. So that would be a fucking great fight, man. Yeah, Anthony. He comes in like that. Stylistically. That looked like one of the first times he actually tried. Exactly. Like he was actually trying to finish. Right. right. This, this might be the new him. No, I'm but that's interested. what I was going to say. So so knowing that the, he has a little bit of evolution here, stylistically, how do you think he's going to approach his fight with you, knowing about your background, how you're good with the knees and the clinch and the Muay Thai? Like, wh- what would he have to change? Honestly, I think in a fight with me, I think Corey would have to. He'd probably have to back off of his his newfound confidence on his feet, uh, and I and I think he knows that. You know, like I'm again, I'm not a I'm not the guy that's going to claim to be a striker, but you know, I just have that God given gift to, to shut you off with any hand, and and he knows that he's already had problems with his with his chin, anyways. Uh, he's been he's been put out a couple times. Uh, I think he would have to go back to his well a little bit and and just really rely on, on, on getting several takedowns and, and staying safe on, you know, while he's on top. I think that that's how he would have to approach it. I mm-hmm. just don't, I don't see a world that exists where Corey Anderson outstrikes me. And it's not because he's not a great striker. He, he's just very basic. His entire striking game is built around his wrestling. Uh, so he's got a lot of holes that he has to fill. And I don't, and by hole, I don't mean things he does wrong. He needs to add a lot of things to his toolbox. He, he, everything he does is based around getting to the clinch, getting to the takedown, uh, getting in and out safely. Uh, and and I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm just further along than that. Right. Like that's not going to be enough. Uh, uh, and I'm and I'm too dangerous off my back for him just to be able to lay there. So he's going to have to do it several times. Now there's a lot going on in the light heavyweight division. Uh, this crazy, weekend, right? yeah, yeah, this weekend you got Blockowitz fighting uh, Jacare. So I mean, what do you? Th- I mean that that's 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 exciting as hell. What do we? What do you think of that one? Um, man, I you ever like see guys that you just really really like, like you're really big fans of, and mm-hmm. you, for some reason you just can't. Maybe you can't get past the fact that maybe they're not as good as they used to be, or yeah. maybe they're they're losing it a little bit. Yeah, I think sometimes that's how I am with Jacare. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm just such a big goddamn fan of him, and yeah. and like he he's like this mythical figure to me. I know it sounds crazy. To <laughs> no, say I that, get it. Like, no, he's awesome. When we were in Strike Force together, uh, you know, I didn't even think that that he even knew who I was. And then we fought on the same card in Kansas City, and that was the only that's the first thing he said to me. Hey, Strike Force, it's like crazy. <sighs> like I was like a little kid, you know. Yeah. Like he remembered me. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I just. I don't know if the game is moving faster than, than Jacare is able to keep up with it these days. Uh, Blahovich looked really, really good in the Rockhold fight. You know, I, I thought that the Rockhold fight was really going to be a big test for him as far as like dealing with the kicking game of Rockhold and stuff. And, yeah. and he was able to, to – and Luke Rockhold's a phenomenal wrestler. There's a lot of people that, that don't talk enough about how good Luke is on the ground and how good his wrestling is. Uh, and he was able to stuff every takedown. So I – I don't know. I see. I see Jacare having a hard time. It's amazing. It's amazing how good he is in jujitsu, though. I remember seeing yeah. a uh, a jujitsu match. I believe it was with the gi, with him kimuroing, uh getting a kimura on uh, Marcelo Garcia. Do you believe that shit? You know Marcelo Garcia. It's crazy. Of course. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, he had so he's such a. Now he's one of the best ever in jujitsu. He's that good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. That's wild, man. But he. What about the success of changing weight classes, though? You know. 
yeah, could that you know, make Josh a difference? Ray's a monster. Like he's really big. Right. So I don't know that, you know, maybe as he's getting a little bit older and, and deeper into his career, maybe the weight cut was having a little bit of an effect on him. You sure. know, maybe if he comes in and be, I know, I, like, I think a lot of people are trying to, to emulate this, this whole weight change thing. And, and I think for, I think you have to do it for the right reason. You know, like if you're just doing it for a fresh start, I don't really think that this is probably the best move, but you get, you know, like guys like me and Kiesa and, and Kevin Lee and, and, and you know, Masvidal is another, yeah. Kelvin and Masvidal, they, like th- those are big ass dudes, you know, that are just yeah. sucking themselves down. Uh, and I, and I, you know, like, like Weidman, like I really like Weidman, but I always thought middleweight was a good weight class for him. But like, you know, I'd never seen his weight cuts like you know as deeply yeah. as you obviously have, Matt. I don't know how how hard he really cuts, yeah. but like even when I'm around him, like I just don't, I don't like even when we were both middleweights, I just felt like, you know, that's a big ass middleweight. But I never thought like he's a huge two hundred five er, right? You know, yeah. or you know what? When you see him work with two hundred five er sparring and stuff, you're like, well, he can more than do damage right. here, that type of thing. And as far as the weight cut. They're always looking brutal. So I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes. Like you know what I mean? I mean, he's had some rough ones. For him, but... I thought maybe it was a smart decision because he had recurring injuries yeah. over and over again. And cutting weight right. when you have major inflammatory issues because you've had some injuries, it's it definitely makes it more difficult on your body. Right, and when that's something Chris and I had talked about a little bit was, I felt like I was getting more and more injury prone as mm-hmm. the you know as I started getting towards the end of my my you know the weight cutting at, at middleweight, sure. and that was like the first thing that he brought up was that he's just sick of being hurt all the time, which I totally get. You know, I just don't, I don't, I, I feel like Jacare's moving up for a fresh start because he's you know he's had a little bit of pro- some problems at, at eighty five, yeah, uh, and, and the chances of him getting back to a title fight at eighty five or, or getting close to one, it's going to take a lot longer than he probably wants to wait. Uh, and that's a shark tank down there anyways. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, personally, I'd like to see you fight Corey Anderson. I think it'd be a sick fight, especially after both your most recent fights. I think they could, they could highlight that shit and be like, look at what he just did to Johnny Walker. Show you fucking going to work. What, uh, you know, last how many guys with Alexander and whatever. I mean, it, it could be a great promo. And I, I definitely pay money to watch that i would definitely watch it too you know before we let you go lionheart hey Corey anderson last night he was in the woods fucking hunting what is give me a hobby what do you like to do besides i like virtual reality which i sound like a real fucking nerd what do you (laughs) like uh it's so much fun what do you like to do man what do you like to do in your it's uh it's also hunting season here in nebraska okay you hunt also i do yeah i gotta be more manly man (laughs) <laughs> my father-in-law zero i eat that fucking venison i eat that deer meat holy fuck so good good right oh yeah. so good i, I mean so jerky. it's really Woo. why am i well, i got you know you know how it is i got three i still got three young kids so yeah. you know it's soccer basketball volleyball yeah. you know i got three batshit little kids so <laughs> and, and the ages, crazy what's the ages again Eight, five, and two. Okay, ten, eight, and six. All girls. Yeah. So listen, Mine I too. got my virtual reality set up, uh, Anthony. It's like the living room's right here, and I'm right here. I can see them from the couch. So when they're watching their fucking people in a, you ever see the, the singing contest when they're in an outfit? And then one, who the who's the chicken? And the chicken singing. I want to fucking kill myself. The so I, I'm right next door to them, but I just put my little fucking headset on and I play my virtual reality, <laughs> and I'm with them. But I'm still in my own little oasis. Right. I'm so, I should have entered the interview already. I'm so sorry. I, I have a You're dog. Fine. That's what it. I'm sorry you had to hear that. Daughters. What's that? What is it about fighters and daughters? I know. It's amazing, right? I mean, it's, it's a way of... Because Militich has three girls, it, it, too. It's a way right. balancing yeah. the universe. Because they know how we were when we were so. younger. I hope I wasn't cursing loud. Is your kid oh. there? Hey, say hi. Hey, say hi. Oh, say hi, hi sweetie. Oh, what say, a cutie. Say hi to oh. Hi. Hi. Oh, I like your bow. I have the same one. Nice. Oh, it's like like my kids always. I'm out. My kids always smacking my bald head. I love it. Hey, man. Beautiful, brother. Anthony, thank you so much, man. We look forward to having you in studio next time you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. Awesome, man. Nice seeing you too, Phoenix. Yeah, it's good to see you, Anthony. All right, Anthony, man. Take care, Lionheart. Bye. Later. Thanks, brother. Hey, man. That's fun. 
better over there for getting rid of my. I've like got. I've got to tell you. So when I was working with Access TV, we, yeah. would, we would travel to Colorado, and he okay. trains with Mark Montoya. Okay, and I would see him rolling, and he is fluid. Mark Montoya. I, lo- I, I, I love Mark. I love Mark. He's one of my favorite coaches this is in the name game. You want to sing? Listen. Uh, we got to get out. Listen, this is a jam-packed show. I know. We talked you know to Anthony. I mean? We didn't even get yes, to we go did. over. Well, you know, listen, I mean, I mean, I mean, we've been around. Phoenix. Uh, oh, Phoenix. you're going to sing we've right now, aren't you? been around the world. Guess what? Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Don't stare at me when I sing. It's weird. Are we doing like I Sunflower? Post, post Malone, Sunflower might be, it might be the most perfect song ever made. Fuck the Beatles. Whoa. All right, it's too far. <laughs> Longo's going to get upset. Whoa. The kids nowadays are going, what? That is too far. No, don't fuck the Beatles. They're great. Okay. Oh, yeah, All right. Yeah, I'm, glad, like I'm glad you take that back. But listen, I'm not saying fuck the Beatles, but, but, Sunflower from Post Malone. Is your favorite joint. I'm just going to say four A's, and it just sums up the whole song. Ready? Do with me. Ready? Yeah, Phoenix. Let's end the show, everybody. What do you want to promote? Anything? Can we give Phoenix a job, please, somebody? Can we put a? Can we start a petition to get her as the third member in here? I'm down for that. I want you on this show, Phoenix. I appreciate it because when the Mandalorian comes out, Jimmy's not going to pay any attention to you. He better. So you might need me. I am such a nerd. I cannot wait. Listen, everybody. Thank you for listening to UFC Unfiltered. I'll be back Wednesday with Jimmy Bird. Phoenix! You can find me Keep, everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know you were chiming in. What? No, I'm, I'm around. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Let's go to Penn Station. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.